Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be episode 15 of the podcast as I continue to work my way through the Australian Outback pre-merge. And today I'm going to be covering episodes 3 and 4 of season 2 of Survivor, entitled Trust No One and The Killing Fields. These two episodes are, are pretty heavily focused on the Ogacore camp, um, as we kind of get through the couple of vote-offs that they will have to do pre-merge, as, as we start to see, you know, de- a little bit of desperate times over at the Ogacore camp, for sure, as they will, by the end of these two episodes, will go down seven to five in numbers, um, and things are definitely going to look a little bit desperate there going into the merge. Um, and then in my next episode, which will be episode 16 of the podcast, we'll talk about the next two episodes, which will focus heavily on Kucha, as we get two of, you know, the most iconic moments in not only this season, but also Survivor as a whole, with the Alicia and Kimmy argument, as well as Scoopin falling into the fire. But let's set that up with the Ogacore and the double travel councils they're going to be having to do in this episode here. So, on episode 3, we wake up on day 7, and we kind of get a recap of everything that happened in the last episode. Um, Kimmy's kind of heroics as, as she overcame, um, you know, her, her vegetarianism being an obstacle for her, ends up eating the worm to get a big W for her tribe at the immunity challenge, and sends Ogacore to Tribal Council where they vote off Kel. Um, he was mainly voted off due to the isolation and um, that he kind of did while everyone was bonding. He tried to fish, and he didn't really produce any fish from it as well with the whole jerky gate scenario they all thought he was lying he thought they thought he was smuggling food from them um and so he was voted off but we start to see some of the ramifications of that over at the Ogacore camp as you know they're pretty weak in, the, in these immunity challenges um specifically i believe it's this one today where they had to do the the big um sprint obstacle course type thing um, I think we can assume that if they had Kel instead of Mad Dog, they probably would have won that challenge, um, and who knows how many other challenges they win. Um, there's a good chance they're going into the merge up numbers if they keep Kel here instead of Mad Dog, even if they vote him off next, who cares? Um, but we, we start to see this principle that in the pre-merge of Survivor, especially in the early pre-merge, it's really strength that prevails, and it, you have to keep this tribe strong um, in order to win some immunity challenges. Um, especially when these challenges are going to be as physical as they are. So, on day seven, um, we meet up at the Kucha camp, and, and Mike continues to kind of be all about uh, doing the gathering and, and getting some food for the camp. He really wants to explore outwards and tries to find more food, and he wants to set his sight on pigs. He's kind of seen some pigs around, he's seen some tracks, and thinks that he can track one down. However, Jeff kind of tells us that this is more of a Mike thing. Nobody else really cares too much about this pig thing. This is kind of just something that Mike has set his sights on. But he stays pretty strong. He's super determined to catch a pig. Um, and he ends up building this spear with like a stick and the, the end of the tribe knife um, to, to try to catch this pig and, and track it down. Um, and everyone, you know, especially like Alicia and Jeff kind of think this is pretty unrealistic. But there's just no stopping Mike. He... It, it, he has this really weird like hero complex um, in this game where he, he, by completely his own doing, he has equated his worth to the tribe as someone who provides. Um, no one pinned him into that. No one assumed him to do that. Um, he has made himself the leader um, completely by his own doing and has completely made up this narrative that he has to provide. Um, so he is completely relentless uh, about trying to track down this pig and really feels the need to do that. I'm not really sure um, 
why, why he thinks this is good gameplay, and I, I can't guarantee that it is, um, but we see that eventually it will work, so I guess it ends up being a good move on his part, makes him likable to the tribe, um, but he is very much out in front, he's very much the leader of that group, probably not the ideal position to be in, um, but the edit of the show is really trying to sell us that Mike is, you know, this outspoken leader who just has the kindest heart ever, and whether the, whether that's true or not, um, it's, it's more or less working as he's kind of the centerpiece and the leader of this tribe. Meanwhile, back at Ogakor, um, Tina pretty much gives an advertisement for Doritos. Um, as they all continue to adapt to the elements, environment, and hunger, they all really want food. Um, and Marilyn kind of discovers um, the, the tree mail for the next reward. And she doesn't really, like, I usually don't pay much attention to how they read the clues for um, reward or, or immunity challenges, but the way that Mad Dog reads this clue, it just has no rhythm at all. Like, it's clearly, like, this, like, limerick-type poem, um, and she just completely butchers it. And um, if you weren't following along, like, there's no way that you could actually notice that this thing rhymes, because she does such a bad job of reading it. Um, but, you know, Colby is really starting to put some pressure on himself to win this next reward um, for the team. And we see that Colby will be the focal point here um, in this water torture challenge where, you know, pretty epic challenge, um, a far more epic immunity challenge than we saw anything in Borneo. This is different than just a relay race. Colby and Scoopin are the weight bearers and essentially the tribe has to run. It's a relay race to get as much water and weight on the backs of Scoopin and Colby. And, you know, everyone seems to have some pretty good balance in, in getting these, um, the, these water weights up to Scoopin and Colby. Um, it seems like Mitchell and um, Mitchell and someone else, I forget who, Mitchell and Roger are the ones loading the bag, so they're not doing any of the balance stuff, which is probably the right call for both tribes. And everyone seems to have pretty good balance um, as they just completely load up on Scoopin and Colby here. By the end, they have about 410 pounds, I think, each of water on their backs. Um, and it seems like Ogacore is going to win, but Mike actually has this pole snap. Um, so Jeff, I don't know whether this was improv or what, but they go to a tiebreaker, five minutes to get the most weight on the weight bearer's shoulders, and Ogakor seems to win narrowly here and wins reward. Um, and it seems like they won a fishing kit, so they will they will now go fishing, and on day eight, Amber, Jerry, and Mitchell will head out and catch some fish. Um, Jerry gets a kick of, of, of proving Keith wrong, but it, it didn't seem like it was actually Keith who didn't think they were fish, it was Mitchell who didn't think they were fish. Um, but Keith, you know, it, it's his time to shine, it's his moment, and he does get pretty fired up to prepare the fish. He is, he is gutting the fish, and everyone seems to be pretty happy at Ogakor. Um, some people, um, like, really seem to appreciate this from Keith, and then some people, like, like Mitchell says, oh, I could do that, or Jerry could do that. So Keith thinks that this has really increased his value, um, but it, he's not really more valuable than anyone else, as we've kind of seen even throughout the first season of Survivor. It doesn't take uh, Gordon Ramsay to, to gut a fish, and, you know, you can make do, for sure. Um, and Colby also kind of notices that while Heath is doing this, everyone's watching him, and everyone's taking notes on how to gut a fish, so they clearly know that they, they have to learn from Keith, and if people are learning from Keith, that means Keith is expendable, um, and that his stock didn't really go up, so it's definitely a good read from Colby that he remarks this um, with the fishing thing. Um, over at Kucha, we see that Kimmy doesn't like being in the water, um, in that she's just lugging water around the camp all day. She's doing like 10 runs a day, bringing water to the tribe. Just a really weird uh, focal point of, of Kimmy here that 
this and I don't know whether it's the next episode or what, but we get this note that like Kimmy has like dirt lines on her shoulders. It's just a really weird thing, but they're trying to build up the case that Kimmy is isolated. Kimmy's the odd person out and she's just really not fitting in. So this is just more into this kind of uh, this kind of narrative that Kimmy is maybe painting herself as the next one to go here. Um, and, and, and Kimmy says she, she thinks she's the next one to go, so she's trying to make herself valuable. Um, and we see that she's probably not as isolated as I, I thought these last two episodes. I kind of thought that she was in with Leisha and Jeff, but she very much is not. She's very much on the chopping block. Um, and she has not done a very good job of making her position um, valuable, um, despite the, the late game heroics in, in the food eating challenge. So we get knowledge that the next vote is in the Kucha camp. It's either going to be Roger or Kimmy. But, you know, Roger has a cheerleader. He has a protector. It's Elizabeth. And we start to see, like, a really sappy emotional segment of the bond these two have. And, you know, it is a really sweet bond um, that Roger and Elizabeth share this season. They are attached at the hip. It is, um, you know, this is um, the prototype for, for the Nalia and Pascal relationship that we're going to see in two seasons. Um, and kind of this kind of father-daughter relationship that we're going to see in Survivor a couple times. Um, over at Ogacore, Mad Dog is staying at the beach, um, and we kind of get hints that her and Tina have bonded a little bit, um, but you know who has not bonded with Mad Dog a bit, and that is Jerry. Um, Mad Dog has has put a target on Jerry. She doesn't like Jerry. Um, and speaking of Jerry, like she she has engaged in not now in some sort of flirtmance with Colby as this like epic three season story arc is starting to get underway. Um, and this is kind of like you know I kind of see it as like like the Jack and Kate of Lost or the, the Ross and Rachel are friends. It's kind of this will they, won't they? It, it's kind of cool that it starts with a like a flirtmance here, and then like fast forward down the road and to the final five of Heroes versus Villains, and here they are. It's just a really cool arc that these two have throughout the couple seasons. Their rivalry, their um, their chemistry that they have as people and as Survivor players is really imminent here. Um, and Colby, um, you know, he it's somewhat strategic from him. It's definitely strategic from Jerry. Um, but Colby's intentions are, are yet to be made clear just yet. Colby says he's going to wait and see whether this is going to be valuable to his game or hurt his game and make a decision from there. Um, at Kucho, Jeff and Alicia have solidified a, four, a final four deal. But, you know, it's pretty clear they're also a final two as well. Uh, they don't want to take Elizabeth or, or Nick, who... Um, they, they, they get, there's a whole segment on how Nick is lazy and refuses to do anything. And again, this is now the third... Um, black person out of four that are on the show and three of them have been described as lazy um, Ramona and Jervis and Nick so I don't think it was great from the editing perspective whether they were lazy or not um, I, I do think that you know you could probably make a case for anyone being lazy ex except for Scoopin um, so I, I don't love that the editors focused on it in this way especially coming from Alicia um, but and obviously you can't call Alicia lazy because she's jacked um, but anyways um, so that's kind of the strategy going over on Akucha. In that overcore, everyone's pretty lethargic after a heavy rain night, um, and Rich Mitchell is really starting to struggle as well. So as we move on to day 12, we now have the lockstep immunity challenge, uh, and this is kind of that big obstacle course. Um, you know, both teams are pretty even until Mad Dog really starts slowing them down. Colby is essentially carrying two people here as he drags Mad Dog along. Um, and you know, I gotta say, they did make they did make it pretty close. Kucha had a pretty big lead, and Roger is falling down hard. Um, and and, and Ogacore does get a pretty good shot. They sprint, and they make it close, really close, actually. Um, but Mad Dog also falls down, and Kucha does end up winning the challenge. And I gotta say, Roger gets lucky here, because if, if he 
he makes this Kucha camp lose the challenge because of him wouldn't have been a good look. Um, and this this wavering target between Kimmy and Roger, that could be what Kimmy needs to, to put the target on Roger and send him home. So um, Roger definitely lucks out that Mad Dog sucked more than he did. Meanwhile, Ogrecore is, is pretty gutted that they lost this challenge. Um, and, and, you know, Mitchell tells us that if, if Cal was still there, they would have performed better. Um, and they wouldn't have to be going to Tribal Council tonight, but obviously they do. The youngins and Tina, you know, they, we it's pretty well established that they are going to vote for Mad Dog. Keith does not think that's the case. And instead will make a pretty important move in the grand scheme of these two episodes here. Um, he is going to place his vote on Mitchell, which is kind of a throwaway vote at the first glance of it. But this is going to be the huge... Um, it, it's a bullet that is going to keep festering and remain there and make Mitchell weaker when it comes to the next tribal council. So having the foresight, if you're keys, to place a vote on Mitchell is absolutely massive. Um, it's, a, it's a really good move by them. And, you know, I gotta, um, like, I think I'm going to give this LVP point to probably either Mitchell or Amber or Jerry just because you, you have to see the next step. You have to believe that, okay, we're, we're voting on Mad Dog here. Next vote, who's it going to be? Well, we're probably going to aim for Keith. Let's make sure that Keith has a vote or two to his name because at the start of the next episode, episode four, we're going to see that they're aware. Um, they, they are aware of the tiebreaking system because Jerry, Amber, and Mitchell are talking about it. But the thing is, it's after the vote. Um, and there's nothing they can do because Mitchell already has the vote to his name and between Keith and Tina and Colby, they don't have any. So this move from Keith, whether it was intentional or not, really paves the way for Mitchell's vote out next time. Um, so that, that's pretty much it as we go to the vote. Uh, Keith and Colby, you know, seem to have a pretty good relationship. Um, Colby kind of gives Mitchell a heads up that his name has been talked about. And at this point, if you, if Mitchell thinks he's going to catch a vote, um, like you got to vote for Keith or you got to vote for Tina or someone just to, just to kind of plot out, um, like your path after this, because if you might catch a vote, you got to put a vote on someone else too, just to even things out. Uh, but it seems to be between him, Keith, and Mad Dog. Um, and at Tribal, um, Jerry kind of has a, a a pretty revealing speech when she says that she's really bonded with Amber, Mitchell, and Colby. She leaves Tina out, and this is eventually going to swing Tina over to the other side, as we'll see in a moment here. Um, and then, you know, Mad Dog says she's conjoined at the hip with Tina. Um, but unfortunately, that won't matter, as Mad Dog does end up going home in a 5-1-1 to one to one vote. Um, she bestows her, or bequeaths her, mad dog hat onto amber and you know keith, keith now has all he needs to make a case for mitchell being next um and it, it's disappointing that none of the young guns and and neither of mitchell or jerry or amber could see this um i mean i i don't really expect too much out of amber at this point um but from from jerry and mitchell as people who came to play the game and came especially as mitchell as a super fan this is a pretty big l from him and he will get my lvp point of this episode he he foreshadows himself going home here and the mvp is keith i mean big moves not only did you stay out of the crossfire but you put it on someone else which is for the next vote so he essentially does a great job paving the way for these two votes here um so in colby's con voting confessional he says marilyn you're a heck of a lady and i know we're going to miss your spirit around the camp but i also know the last nine days have taken a toll on you both physically and emotionally thank you for everything you've given me um and i mean i gotta give credit to Mad dog here she did play really well um, as well as she could it's just she was just so weak and i think she's only like 52 or she she's pretty young um so the thing is she played well considering her age but the thing is you have people like keith and tina who are older 
but still blend in and still are very competent physically. Um, Mad Dog just could not um, kick it with with these races, um, and she just couldn't survive. And Mad Dog says, I cannot thank you enough for selecting me. This experience has meant so much to me. At 52, I could feel myself really coming alive. Oh hell, I'm tired. Did this all really happen? Did I do this? Um, and what else is there to say? Great character. Good run here. Uh, survived a vote, pinned it on, um, and was able to get past Kel here. Um, but unfortunately, she will go to second, and this is definitely the right call for Orgacore. Um, it probably was the right call last vote too, but they will do it right this time. So moving on into episode four here, we have the Killing Fields. And we wake up on day 10. I, I believe those are the same number that I had last time. So it's actually 7, 8, 9 last time. Uh, we're waking up on day 10 for this episode. Um, and, you know, Jerry, we're immediately going to meet the ramifications of Jerry's shout out to her whole friend group uh, of Amber and Mitchell and Colby. And, and Tina knows that she's number five in that group and she's got to look to make a move here. And this is brilliant gameplay by her. She pulls in Keith, kind of makes a plan to go after Colby and potentially Amber make a coalition and um, knock out Mitchell because he's weak, and then if they have to, knock out Jerry because she is causing a lot of the conflict around camp. Um, and we get this this weird kind of issue where Tina and Keith get up early wanting to go fishing, and then as they're kind of getting ready, Jerry just gets up and takes the boat, and then Amber just kind of follows her. Um, and this just kind of reaffirms to Keith and Tina that they are on the outs and they should do something before it gets to crunch time. Um, and obviously from Jerry, if, if she, we get a confessional from her that she noticed that this was not the best gameplay, she probably should not have said that to Tina, um, or probably said it to everyone at Tribal Council and just completely make Keith and Tina feel in the outs. Um, but you know, if you're Jerry, you gotta do damage control and damage control is not getting on a boat with Amber and Mitchell and leaving the camp because you're leaving them alone with Colby. So that's not great from her. Um, on day 11, uh, Kucha gets kind of like a chicken egg and tree meal foreshadowing this next reward um and kimmy knows she kind of has to step up for the group she's feeling isolated um she's feeling a bit on the outs, so she has to step up and get this dub for the team um and the tribe kind of builds a chicken coop for some reason i guess the chickens won't come with their own coop so the, the tribe is building a coop for these chickens everyone really wants a chicken including jeff um who just wants it so scoopin will stop fishing um and we'll see that like after these this kucha camp wins this reward mike is now like insecure um and he he hates the fact that they won chickens because now it like takes away his own value and his hunting skills aren't as valuable anymore so he just wants to eat the chickens as fast as possible which is just such like strange logic from mike uh, to be honest um I mean, I, I kind of can see it, but at the same time, like, you just want as much food as possible. Like, it shouldn't stop your, your providing, and the tribe knows why you're not providing. It's because you have chickens. Um, and, and as we're going to see in the next couple episodes, Mike is not the next one to go anyway. I don't think he has to be concerned, at least for the short-term future. Um, and so, yeah, at this reward challenge, they pretty much have this massive slide puzzle um, that they have to do with the tribe. It seemed to move pretty slowly um they kind of yada yada through it a bit um but kucha does end up winning they do get the chickens um and of course mike has his insecurities after that um there seems to be some environmental stuff going on there's like a wildfire going on in the distance and the tribes kind of we get we start to see that they're trying they get a little bit worried about their own environment um again at ogakura tina and jerry are kind of getting sick of each other and Tina has, you know, made a full plan now to pull in Colby, try to pull in Amber, and form a coalition against Jerry. 
um, and you know this causes Kobe and Keith to bond, and, and we kind of we kind of start to see here that Kobe is definitely leaning more towards Tina and Keith, um, and, and Kobe's just looking for security. He's looking for a final three, um, and if he can bond with Keith and bond with Tina, that's a final three right there, and that's what they end up solidifying with Amber, Jerry, and Mitchell. Um, I think it's clear to Colby at this point that he is number four. Um, and, and, you know, maybe he can work his way in there with Jerry, but th those three are type three. Um, and so he's either, if they lose this next immunity, which they end up doing, they're either voting out Keith, who's a huge challenge prowess and is the second strongest guy next to him, or they're voting out Mitchell, who is dragging them down. So I think this is a huge win-win for Colby. And, and uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert, he will get one of the two MVPs that I will give out here because this is the right call from him. He now um, puts himself in the middle of two pairs um, between Keith and Tina and Jerry and Amber. If he went and voted out Keith, then he's now kind of one of the pairs with Amber and is now, sorry, one of the pairs with Tina and then Jerry is kind of the center of the tribe instead. Um, and if Jerry is the swing vote, um, as much as she might protect Colby, definitely would not trust her as far as I can throw her for that one for sure. Um, so Mitchell, we kind of get some talk about how exhausted he is. Um, and, you know, this will kind of foreshadow how much bad shape he is in. Um, and he kind of starts to notice that Colby and Keith have been talking a lot. Um, Amber, Jerry, and, and Mitchell kind of all realize that Keith and, Keith and Tina are playing and they, they are putting a lot of faith in Colby. Um, and Jerry says he, she's going to have to keep Colby on their side. Um, we, we go over to Kucha briefly as it decides to kill one of its chickens, and Kimmy kind of has to walk away from camp. This will kind of be a pretty running storyline throughout these, these next two episodes, as Kucha wants to eat, they want to kill food, and Kimmy kind of always makes these passive-aggressive comments about it, um, always has to wait, walk away from camp with a big theatric. Um, so Mike is not even, he's, he's motivated to, to kill the food, like his, his passion at this point is, is killing all the animals he can and catching all the food he can. Um, and Kimmy is just the vast opposite. She is asking for tofu instead of chicken, um, and she just cannot be further against these, the killings of these animals here. So Jerry and Colby now have a chat about how to move forward. They kind of have their meeting. This is where Colby is going to, you know, lead towards deciding what he's going to do. And he's, he's hedging a bit to Jerry. He's definitely not giving her all she wants to hear. Um, and he recognizes that, is that, that Jerry's trying to be the puppet master. Um, and I, I think if this was the other way around, like say Colby had a better connection with Amber instead of Jerry, maybe he, um, maybe he does lean the other way. But the thing is, as much as he gets along with Jerry and as much as they have this kind of flirt mance, it's very clear that Jerry's playing this game hard. And she is the puppet master she's trying to be the puppet master and for colby giving jerry that position where she is the center of a tribe of five is dangerous who knows what she's going to do because you can't see her cutting out amber or jerry sorry amber or mitchell um and if she's going to protect colby then that's that means tina's next and i don't know if that's something colby wants um so because he likes tina so much he, he probably doesn't want to put her in the worst position um so he probably want should go with keith and tina over um, Jerry, Amber, and Mitchell, because now Colby is the center of the tribe. And I, I think this is the right move. Um, he wants to move forward as a tribe. He wants to keep this tribe this, the tribe strong. And to do that, the right move is voting up Mitchell. Um, and, you know, in, in, if this was to work, and if he was to go to Final Five with Jerry, Amber, Mitchell, and Tina, um, 
he, they, you need to ensure that the, those five go to final five, right? Because if if anyone, because they end up cutting Jerry early here, right? They they cut Jerry at eight because they have the numbers, but if if they're going to do the same thing, that's not, that does not put Colby in a very good position because um, if Ogokor wants to cut one of their own before the final five, that one's probably going to be Tina. And now Colby has essentially screwed himself because the only one he has a good connection with in that four is Jerry. So Jerry now holds all the cards. Um, and the strategy of being in between two pairs kind of fails when when Jerry gets taken out at eight, right? So uh, he, he he's now in the middle between two pairs and it's great for the time being, but if Colby wants to win the game with this, either like no matter what decision he makes, he has to make sure that their five go to final five and if they do stay strong then Kobe might win this game but because they end up clipping Jerry early this gives more power to Tina in the grand scheme of things um, and that's what leads Kobe to losing the final two and if he is going to in, in the opposite universe where he does go with Jerry here um, I think the only way it works is if they do go final five and then maybe you have a chance um, but you know Jerry you know she's going to look to clip Tina early um, and that will spell disaster for Colby. So he doesn't make the wrong move here, but I definitely think um, he probably gets harmed by them booting, booting Jerry early, um, which, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get there for sure. Um, and Colby, the, the ideal position for him, just really quickly, is to be in that Brian Heideck spot where he's in the final three with two people who can't stand each other. So if he can get himself to the final three with Jerry and Keith, Colby wins so that should be the path he wants right now so this isn't a bad move but the bad move for Colby comes when they boot Jerry early and we'll talk about that when we get there um so Akutu this is where we get Scoop and killing the pig um he's living he goes after the pig and eventually is able to stab and kill it he has killed the pig and apparently it's you know pretty gross and brutal they didn't show it all on camera but what they did show looked like a murder scene they're all pretty glad Kimmy wasn't there um Jeff eventually does break the news to Kimmy who is not impressed um and, you know, they happily have a barbecue as Kimmy um, protests in revolt. Um, so this is a mini challenge. They have this true or false competition on top of a waterfall. Uh, you know, pretty yada yada. Um, we get a final of Alicia and Mitchell. And despite Jeff putting a lot of pressure on Alicia, she does pull out the W here. Mitchell gets it wrong. And Ogacor will head to tribal council for a second time in a row. Sorry, third time in a row, actually. Um, and, and Kucha will gain gain a two-person advantage um and at Ogokor we're reminded of this you know impending 3v3 that's going on here Jerry Amber and Mitchell are aiming at Keith um and Keith Tina and Colby are aiming you know either at Jerry or Mitchell um but probably Mitchell because Mitchell is the weaker challenge competitor um and Colby thinks you know it's going to be tough for him either way he doesn't want to lose Keith um but he also doesn't want to make Jerry mad it's tough either way for sure but this does make him the center of the tribe, so it, it is a good position by him, um, for sure. And I, I, do, I do think he makes the right move here. Um, but obviously, who makes the great move is, is Tina and Keith for pulling Colby in the first place. Um, at Tribal, they all kind of talk about how frustrated they are with all the losing. Um, they really have to start playing the game right now, and they just want to win so they can stay together as a group for a little bit longer. So we do get the vote. We see three votes Keith, three votes Mitchell. So they're tied right now. Um, and they get a chance to make a speech and, and plead their case. And Mitchell just lays down and dies, which was, you know, really disappointing. Um, as a super fan, he just completely says, I agree with Keith, you should vote me out, which is really tough. Um, and, you know, I would have liked a little bit more fight out of Mitchell. He was in good position, but unfortunately he just could not handle the elements. Um, 
and you know, I, I had had a couple more things go right for Mitchell. Had they kept Cal, um, whatever they want to do, he he is in a pretty good position to move forward. He has a type three, but unfortunately, they couldn't keep Colby, and he was just was not adapting to the elements well at all. So he's going to lay down and die here, um, and it will go like Amber and Jerry are going to stay strong and vote for Keith, piling up more votes onto Keith. But unfortunately, due to this tiebreaker rule. Mitchell will get voted out here because he had one vote against him. And I don't mind this tiebreaker rule. Um, I think it definitely is a bit weird. Um, and if it's the case, I don't think that the person exiting the game, their vote should count because a unanimous vote should be a good thing. And you shouldn't get penalized for the person who got voted out voting for you. I, I do disagree with that. But in terms of these kind of throwaway votes, it is a good strategy. It does definitely add an extra layer into the game. And Amber, Jerry, and Mitchell were very much aware of this. Um, they talked about it before this tribal council, so they, they knew it was going to happen. If they had maybe a bit more foresight, they probably would have planned a little bit further in advance than this. But in terms of LVPs and MVPs, um, Tina and Colby were the stars of this episode. They cement themselves as the middle of this tribe. Um, they're, they're pretty al aligned well, Tina, because she has pulled over Colby and she avoids a really bad situation. Colby, because he's now the middle of the tribe and in a good position. LVP is Amber and Jerry. They lost an ally. They failed to see this coming. Um, and, you know, now they're kind of crippled and, and, and they have, or that, that's probably a poor choice of words. Words, sorry about that. Uh, but they, they are heavily reliant on Colby. Um, so Colby says in his confessional, um, Mitchell, man, you know this is nothing personal, but I'm here to win, and that this is the best way to do that. Mitchell says he's surprised, but the bright side is I get to eat, and I need to eat. Uh, look at me, I feel a bit betrayed by some of them, but at the same time, I want to shake their hands and congratulate them for pulling the wool over my eyes because they definitely got me. Um, so Tina says they changed the plan. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the next episode, but maybe it was Jerry and they changed it to Mitchell knowing that he would go home. I'm not sure here. But either way, we do get Mitchell departing in this episode. A huge move for Tina and Colby. Um, so that's pretty much all I have to say on these episodes three and four. Really trying to keep it tight to keep it under half an hour. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next time to talk about episodes five and six, where two iconic moments in Survivor history will happen. See you next time.